Hey, King. I'm over here. How are you, buddy? Same as it was last week. Excellent. That's curious. Uh, last week we had empty glasses. We filled glasses. And this week we're going to think about how to fill seats with asses in virtual ways, bringing our community together. So last week, five was too much. <laughs> we do, we just needed three. This week, three is not enough. Daddy, we need five. So uh, I thought we'd, we'd uh, maybe flip some concepts out there and then maybe put some polls up on the social media and see what people would be interested in hearing, seeing, doing, watching, reading. What do you think? Nobody's Dude, I've literally read like eight books this summer. That's weird. Okay, well, uh, some people want to. I've read a bunch of gaming books. Maybe I listen to audiobooks or podcasts. I love audiobooks. Sorry. Well, maybe you can suggest that. Devolution by Max Brooks was. Um, so yeah, the, that's what we do in this episode of Field Turn Radio. They'll come back now. You hear? King is. He said he wasn't going to bother coming back, but maybe he will. You never know. I'm here under duress. <laughs> they always come back. But not under uh, a dress, just duress. No. Uh, excellent magic spell. Anyway, uh, five ideas that would connect the Minnesota wrestling community in absentia, i.e. things that we could do together, um, things that we could host, uh, ways that we could have a dive. Um, so many, so many virtual ways to connect. Uh, would you like to start? Shall I? You can start. All right, here it is. One of my favorite things to do. The reason why I didn't get a light. Uh, I love Jackbox games, and I think doing Jackbox games with wrestlers. Um, and taping it and then putting those up would be fun as hell. There's a lot of funny mother lovers on our scene. There's a lot of people that do stand up. Um, there's a lot of people that are just, you know, a great comedy promo. There's also other non-comedy things on Jackbox. Thoughts? I think that's a really great idea, actually. I, I, um, I do think that would be really, really funny. All right, so I think that I think that uh, if we both vote for it, we'll put it in the poll. Okay. All right, so let that one's go into the poll. Boom, one in the poll. King, first idea. Pokemon. Oh yeah, baby. The often talked about, always in the queue, Pokemon Twitch show we were talking about doing. So for those that don't know. Warrior and Beard love Pokemon. 
actually almost everybody we're friends with loves Pokemon. Except one person who doesn't understand it. So we discussed for a long period of time how we could do a Pokemon show where part of it would be me just probably shitting the bed on Pokemon so hard. Um, but we like to call it learning. But we also know that there are a lot of people in the local wrestling scene and local and fans um, around the country. I mean, we get Facebook, uh, not Facebook, Twitter messages from people about their passion for Pokemon. It's a true story. So we talked about doing something called WrestleMon. <laughs> I think WrestleMon is taken. I think we had to go Grapplemon. Did we? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's, it would be a fun idea. I have no problem humiliating myself with a game just because I have no shame. So, um, And I think it would be fun to hear not just what, when people started playing it, why they started playing it, and if it's just something they play or if it's something that they like look forward to. Is it like a soothing me- mechanism? Is it a way to pass time? You know, when you guys get together and start talking about it, it's like speaking Greek to me, but I still enjoy listening to it because there's such passion involved in it. So, all about it. Let's that that one's going in the poll, baby. Um, baby. baby. Um, I want to bring Dive Club back. I want to. I want to have wrestlers um, like cocktails. We used to do this um, on Dive Club occasionally. We had a couple special episodes where we um, we had a bragging rights competition where people made cocktails similar to what they do for Russell Palooza um, next door um, with like signature cocktails. I would like to do a series of that and possibly have wrestlers create their own cocktail and do like a tournament of sorts. So we would have, we would have like the cocktails. I mean, it would be like a, a taster, you know, like you would make it and then everybody would get a taste, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to do something digitally uh, to, you know, kind of ensure that people had kind of a kit. But I was thinking that, uh, you know, if we put together kind of a drink kit and we're able to drop it off, um, you know, uh, if everybody was wearing gloves and poured it into, you know, their own tumbler and then just, you know, kind of toss that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like virtual dive club, um, like signature drink edition. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I mean, I don't know how much I'll drink just for the mere fact I haven't drank anything in like six months. So. Well, I mean, I think the idea was we would have kind of like an interview like we would do at Dive Club and we'd have kind of like, wow. Good whoa, morning. could not mute. Sorry, gang. Uh, that was a sneezy poo. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the idea was we could have like the head-to-head competitors on as well, um, you know, and have, have the hosts of Dive Club and then have kind of a round table. Like everybody could have the two drinks and then there would be a vote. Um, but there'd also be some chit-chat um, shorter episodes, maybe like 30 minutes. Two drinks. Yeah, I think good. Two drink, two drink minimum. That's what you can call the episodes. Yes. Um, 
I would say my next one would be doing watch along because Doug is slowly but surely getting Russell Flex up. Um, he's all the way through until this month. He was all the way through um, the best ofs, so A's and B's. Um, so I'll just explain this really quick what WrestlePlex is. Um, I do a Patreon every month where I get access to, for $5, I get access to like 70 gigs of um, wrestling um, for download. And it's only 70 gigs because for whatever reason, they're in giant ISO files. Um, Doug is, Casual Doug, the amazing Casual Doug is, putting them in mp4s um, so he's decreasing the size making it easier to stream and then we'll be putting them onto my personal plex um, i try to be tries operative word somewhat judicious about how much i put on there and what i put on there but i've also tried to put a vast array of interesting stuff so i think it would be fun to be able to go back and like you know watch a disc or whatever and then talk about it. So, um, because I've got a pretty eclectic group of things yeah. from like Big Japan, All Japan, New Japan, um, FMW, Japan. <laughs> FMW, AAA, um, a lot of classic British wrestling, but I've also got some best of compilations that are pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I think it would be interesting. I uh, I also think interesting, very interesting. Um, <clears throat> we've been talking about this for a while. We haven't had the opportunity to do it. I think that since we're all remote, we could find a way to do it that would be incredibly funny. But uh, the MST uh, MSPGA uh, MST three K MS three T T three K brother. Uh, parody where we get together with the junk squad and uh watch some classic junk squad including that bodacious buzzed headed best of uh chris jordan the genuine article dvd uh i think that that would be a lot of fun i think that there's a lot of people that we could do that with that would be similar to a watch along um but it would just be a lot more like people poo-pooing on themselves and us talking about where they were in their career and other people they were interacting with and, you know, hearing stories. We had such a great time after our anniversary show at Updown in Minneapolis. Um, you know, or I guess, I guess that was, that was, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was still an anniversary show. I was, but I think it was uh halftime. We went over and got some Chinese food next door and, uh, with a bunch of people that have been on public access shows together and things like that, people that came out for the, the anniversary. And, and it was just a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And I think that it's been something that's been simmering and, and uh, yeah. My only request if we're gonna do that is that we have Riley Jackson and, um, or Bite on and we, we watch Boxcar. Train match? We watch Boxcar Children. Yeah. I still had that match. I'm gonna throw you in a train. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that match like, on YouTube saved yeah. and occasionally I'll go back and watch it just so I can laugh really hard. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. I agree. Um, that would be, that'd be wonderful. I'll put that. I, I wish they would have worn shirts after that. That did say boxcar children. on it. 
would have been pretty sweet. Um, all right. Yeah. So that gets the vote. We're, we're going forward. Yeah. Green light a pilot. Booyah. All right. You're up. So um, for those that don't know, uh, we do a D&D show on TTRP network um, of role-playing games. And um, we're going to be doing some, like, they would call them one-shots, but what they really are, like, eight hours over a span of a little bit of time, getting episodes in the can, playing different games, um, and being able to, like, have a session where we explain the game and then make characters and then basically a three-parter. Uh, so one thing that got brought up is Beard and I used to play in a game with Doug, Killer Cassie, Nasty Nate, Bob. Um, was that always in that group? He, he shall not be named. Yeah. King. We used to play Worldwide Wrestling which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game by Nathan Polenta. Um, I actually submitted some things for the second edition of that book that made it in. Um, it's real easy to play. It's super fun. We would get super into it. I think we played it for like five months pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, so TTRP was like, oh, yeah, we're excited about a lot of this, but we really want to see you guys play Worldwide Wrestling. I um I think that would it's fun with the people that we had, but imagine if we had some wrestlers, wrestlers. to play that. Yeah. Um, especially because the just the cutting of promos, the ability to put a match together. Because one of the great things about that game is when you're doing a match, not only is it built upon your your roles, but it's all built. It's also built upon your ability to give and take, mm -hmm. because really the thing isn't winning um, it's building your audience it's building the audience it's telling yeah. a story that even the other players at the end go okay that was the best match <laughs> so i really like that game it was soured a little bit by you shall not be named um but i think that would be fun if we had people that were interested in it and even interested in those one shots because we've thought about playing games like Dread, although I think it would be hard to do online with Jenga talks. Um, but Monster Hearts, um, Monster of the Week, um, Lasers and Feelings, um, Kids on Bikes, um, Tales from the Loop, a lot of games that are really good, that are easier to play, um, that are really good for people who are just wanting to dip their toe in and try it out. Not to mention TTRP has got and has slowly been growing their numbers. And I think it's a good way for, I mean, Orin's on it every two weeks. So, and I think it's helped a lot for him just as far as even just working on a character. Although I think he always is Australian in every game we play. <laughs> but Hey, he's getting good at character development. He's still he working is. on the accent development. And child murder, so... Um, I think being able to try some of those different things and just going on um, and playing online with us and, you know, I think it helps an audience for the, for the channel, but I think it would help the individual um, or individuals if they wanted to play Star I mean, we're going to, we're going to do Star Wars again um, on that same um, Apocalypse World engine. 
there's a lot of cool stuff we could do. And I really hope that we can get some people um, beyond um, the, the small core group of people in wrestling that we have in other games to hopefully, you know, show some interest and be able to give a little bit of time, a little bit of time for that. Like I know GA plays D and D because his kids play D and D and I know he loves it. So it's a matter of trying to, you know, be able to negotiate time and give people the opportunity to play in the game. My hope is being able to do that helps TTRP, but I also hope it kind of um, strikes individuals with interest and, you know, hopefully they find as much of a love for it as everyone else has and then are able to play or even run games during extra life, which is a great cause. So that would be my, my next one. I, uh, I think good. I think muy good. Um, we haven't ever kind of gotten it done, but man, I still want to see that Froggy Boy cooking show. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think and just that's it. That, that's yeah. the whole. That's the pitch. Thunder Frog does a cooking show. He did a couple of those Instagrams. Oh, baby boy, big steak boy, get all that protein, yeah. Oh, God. Cook it up. Oh, oh, that looks so good, baby boy. I think that would be tremendous. I really do. I think think that the premise is he gets – we, like, do a subscription to one of those meal services. He doesn't know what he's cooking. It gets sent to him. And uh, and he has to cook it. I think that that would also be funny for like basically any anybody, you know, See, like I, to do a meal like a mystery box. Yeah, and, but and no like, dire- no directions. Just oh, I think it's these- funnier to like I. I oh, but no, I want to see like someone get creative with what they have in that box. Okay. And you can just call it "What's in the box?" What's in the box? The box. <laughs> Uh, that can be your intro is just Brad Pitt screaming, screaming about what's in the box. The box. Um, that's all right. That's so a, good one. a pilot with modifications, but yeah, just like cooking. I mean, the, the other thing is it would be funny to send the same mystery box to, to other people or people and do like chop style. Yeah. I think even having like a five episode season where yeah. the same box goes to everybody you know, yeah. and, and being able to have them shoot. I think that would be pretty funny. I think it would be funny and very entertaining. And I'm curious what they would come up with. Yeah. I think good. good. I think really good. I think really good. Um, all right. Is this my number five? Uh, four, four, I think. Because I, I think that I started, right? No. No, you made me start. Oh, I did? Oh, well, then maybe this is your number five. No, I'm lying. Okay. I just don't know if I have five. Uh, I think... um, I mean, what would you want to see? I would really like to see things where we're less involved as far as maybe just producing it and letting people have their own, like, roundtables and things that they want to discuss. we talked about, you know, kind of the perspective of African-American wrestlers who are going through what they're going through. Um, and then COVID on top of that, having some type of roundtable where they can have that discussion. 
I think them moderating their own discussion and then us being able to put that out and letting them know like this is yours like and you know you you choose the topics you have the agenda you just tell your stories i'm very interested in that that we would just be like a platform for some of that um i think that i think that it's good to hear other voices um who may look at it and go i don't want to do this every two weeks or i don't want to do this every week but given a platform i have something to say so i think doing some of that you know would would be interesting and i think it would be good for all parties involved because i'll yeah. be honest i get real tired of hearing my own voice shockingly enough. yeah dude i get tired of hearing your voice too i imagine so <laughs> i joke i keyed um yeah i completely agree i think that that would be a great a great concept and you know i i like I, you know, I like the table for three concept. We had talked about, you know, forever kind of trying to get something figured out at Bar Luchador. Um, um, so thinking about it not happening at Bar Luchador kind of breaks my heart, but uh, it would be, um, it would be, uh, it would be really cool. Cause I think that there's a lot of people that we could get on where we could just kind of produce it, you know, and especially like this, where we can do video, we can start, we can stop. Um, we can kind of pick the clips together. So like we could be, we could even be kind of on it and then just like, you know, make, uh, you know, like we could change our name to social media handles or other things like that. So when it's recording video that it's, you know, that's on there and it's more visible and we can, you know, kind of answer any questions or wrap things up or, you know, make notes if we need to edit things. But yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it in the past that, you know, dive club was a nice, nice way to kind of not have to have you know all of us involved man the 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 comments are coming in hot and heavy today um You're blowing but, up. Uh, yeah no i i uh i think we could so my last one oh bro uh, what about me didn't you just have oh, was that me did i say that or was that you yeah, dude, that was you it was brilliant wow. no i mean i'm just shocked you're so smart you're so smart Yes. Can I say my last one before I forget it? And you can be sure. Like, yeah, absolutely good. Yeah. Oh, crap! I think I lost it. Um, I'm having one of those days. Um, what, what was it? Oh, oh. Um, I would since we're not doing commentary right now, and I always feel like when we don't do commentary for a while, we we have a little bit of a rough start when we do. I think it would be fun to pick matches not even local stuff and then just do commentary like as an alternative track. Yeah. I'd love to put that up there because I think it would help both of us to continue to hopefully get good at this. If that ever comes back around that we're doing it again. Um, but also I like doing it and I think it is an incredible exercise in mental gymnastics um, as well as verbalizing what you're seeing. I always hope and I always want to do all of it justice because I, I know for like when we're doing 85% of the people we do matches for, um, I enjoy their work thoroughly. Um, and generally most of them, you know, want to see us do the best we can because they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we add something to it. Now there is that 15% that just wants you to ring the bell. Um, ding, ding. Uh, 
but I think it adds a lot to us. I, I, I just don't want to lose that kind of mental muscle memory of being able to watch something and you know work as a tandem. It was even more so when uh, Warrior was with us as well. You know, being able to work as a unit to not step on one another's toes verbally and be able to give space for things to breathe. Um, I think as well, you know, being able to introduce an unknown party to it, like a wrestler, whoever to be able to do that with. I know a lot of the wrestlers that we have done commentary with generally seem to enjoy it. And at the end they're like, Oh, this is, this is fun. Like this is, you know, easy to a degree, but you know, it's also fun to just, Put things over and be able to give you a perspective and try to move the narrative along so i think that would be good yeah i think that that'd be great i think it'd be a lot of fun um hey can can we uh can we just pause for a second no <laughs> uh okay well how about we new... pause and then we'll come back you finish your two and we'll wrap it up all right sounds good see uh, that's how you do a segment yeah, well, this is segwayless. Um, we'll bad. talk about it when we come back. Beard loves a segue just as much as, well, maybe more than any other person in the world. Uh, and I'll make them out of anything, stupid stuff, anything else. We were talking last week, last episode, about um, the fact that Impact has been surprising people. And we just got the news that Eddie Kingston, one of both of our favorite wrestlers, debuted uh, for the Open Challenge uh, to take on Cody for the TNT Championship which is fire. And uh, I don't know, King, you were, you were talking about a promo that you'd heard of his that... Uh, he cut a promo a couple weeks ago on NXT, AEW, basically on any, any and everybody, but he definitely made um, a, a point to go after Cody. So I was like, maybe he'll show up. And then lo and behold, he did. But it's a another great eddie kingston promo it's no punches pulled it's it's not everybody's bad eddie kingston's not everybody's bag but i think eddie kingston cuts some of the rawest most emotional promos and it's everything feels real from him um i'll use an example i was listening to an episode of tin bell pod except for it wasn't it was kind of a uh, plus things that they've been doing where it was about like the mount the the mount rushmore of big men and like um best workers and for big men one of the micah who's one of the comedians his last entry was vader which we well know that um jake manning hates vader <laughs> hashtag fuck vader um so 
Micah was talking about why he put him on the list. And he said, I know Leon White was a terrible person. He did a lot of terrible things and he was a dick to people I know. Um, but when I was a kid and I saw him on TV and wrestling matches, he scared me. He said, it's something that, you know, really good monster characters aren't monsters unless they make you feel uneasy or make you feel like all this other stuff might be preordained, but that, that shit's real. And he was like hearkening back to like Vader and Cactus Jack on like a um, WCW Sunday night where he almost killed, you know, Cactus Jack or just him bludgeoning Ric Flair or watching matches in Japan, you know, watching Stan Hansen knock Vader's eye out of the socket and pushing it back in and how scary and how intense he could be, not to mention athletic and everything else. For me, Eddie Kingston doesn't fall in the scary category, but he falls in the real category. You know, it is, again, that thing where it's like, all this other stuff might be high-flying Lucha Libre, where I can see you do the push-off, and I can hear you talking about what you're going to do, and slap the leg, and all that. I don't find that in Eddie Kingston matches. (laughs) It's pretty hard-hitting. It's pretty nasty. I feel like his promos come so direct and hard. And I'll, I'll point to something that we watched together is watching Eddie Kingston on the Chris Gethard show on the old public access show. When Chris Gethard says, cut a, cut a promo on that guy in the first row about him um, messing up your sandwich. And Eddie Kingston's like laughing. And then on a dime, he turns like he turned dangerously serious yeah. and he cuts a scathing promo about a sandwich and the guy he's doing it to looks scared um legitimately terrified i think that there's just some wrestlers have a presence it is something that's you know you watch um uh bruiser brody there's a presence you watch andre the giant there is a presence um, you, I mean, there's guys that do that. I, I think even for all the flaws like CM Punk had, there's a presence there. Um, Shawn Michaels, I'm not a Shawn Michaels guy. Shawn Michaels has a presence about him. Undertaker, presence. There's this feeling, of, you get this visceral feeling about these certain guys, either when it's in the ring and what they're doing or when it's there on microphone. I don't think Eddie Kingston always has that presence in a match but he always has that presence when you give him a microphone. Always. I've never heard a bad Eddie Kingston promo. Yeah. I think for me, you know, when you talk about the, uh, the kind of buckets that they fall in, there's two buckets. And in the middle of that bucket Venn diagram of real and scary, there's real scary. And boop, that's, that's for me though. Those promos um, are just, they're so um, consuming. Um, because like you said, they're so straight and so real. You can feel it in the pit of your gut when he talks. Yeah, absolutely. Who else Um, falls in the middle of that Venn diagram for you? Oh, that's a good question. 
Uh, Jake the Snake used to always uh, fall into that. Foley think, fell into that. I think he still falls in that because he, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying that. like he. I, I don't think you lose that. If you're if you're real, you don't stop being real because you never stopped in the first place. Piper. Uh, uh yeah, Piper. I think so. Um, I I think he was real scary because I don't always know how. Piper scared me because I never knew whether he was in control or not. You know, like there was a there was a wild card. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Piper, like a runaway train. You're not sure. But, but, I, but I don't know that Piper scared me in that way. You know, like he was unpredictable, but like when Foley got real, like yeah. Kane Dewey, like that's real and scary. You know, yeah. Jake Snake was real and scary and he never had to raise his voice. Yeah. Um, yeah I can see that. You know, uh, I think that, I, you know, another person that I always thought was really real and really scary. Uh, who'd you say giant baba oh giant baba yeah marble mouth yeah Mm. you know what i'll say about about watching all this all japan stuff i have no idea what they're saying on commentary but i get giddy whenever giant baba's on commentary (laughs) i just i'm like he's like super mellow and then when something happens it's like oh you know and he just kind of gets into it you're just like man there's just again there's an energy to that that i really enjoy uh Minero Suzuki, yeah. Yep, wearing the shirt. Um, I, mean, I don't half the time you don't know what he's saying, but you know that if he said it to you directly, you'd be like, Nope. Nope. Murder Grandpa. Um Shibata. Yeah. Talk Shibata. about a guy who says more without saying anything, just that look on his face. Oof. Yeah. Um you know, I mean, I think that the, what makes Eddie Kingston so impressive is that there aren't, you know, when he says he's the last of a dying breed, he's not lying, you know, yeah. and that that is 100% his truth. And, and I think that there's very few people that have that kind of like swagger. Um, you know, she, she may not be huge, but I will say I believe 100% of what Bianca Belair says. That's true. Awesome Kong would be in that same cat- uh, same category for me. Yeah, she walks the walk, she talks the talk, and she can back it all up. ECW Taz. I'm always marvelled by the fact that they took a five foot nine guy and made him the scariest guy on that roster. Yeah, um, that when he would go out and call people out, that it felt like he was going to hurt them. You know, and, and it just, he always, to me, felt like, and, you know, granted, you get older, you hear, you know, shoot interviews and things like that, and people are like, dude's not anywhere near what he claimed to be, and then you hear the Rob Van Dam pick a hand story and things like that, but in the ring, yeah. during that time period, what they portrayed him to be, oof, you know, yeah. he was in that, cat. he is definitely in that Venn diagram, I think, New Jack falls in there, just because, again, you never knew what New Jack was going to do. And when he's cutting promos at Smoky Mountain about O.J. Simpson and the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, and he's saying, two more down, how many more to go? You know, it's just like, you're saying this in like Tennessee, and you have no fear. Yeah. I mean, and that crowd full of rednecks are actually terrified of you. Yeah. 
you know, and I think the way, again, there's a very captivating art to his promos. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and there's, there's also people that when they're a heel versus when they're a face, you know, it makes, it makes it harder to believe some of the heel because the face stuff is so genuine. Like to me, even though he has the greatest heel turn and wrestling ensemble of all time, and that includes all Ric Flair ensembles, uh, House of Pain, Mark Henry, the first time I could buy into. The second time it was harder because I know what a, like a good person he is. Um, but, uh, you know, that first run and then the... the uh, but you still, I know that, because I remember, I remember we watched it together, but I think we immediately called each other on the phone. The moment he screams, I got plenty left in the tank, John, we both were like, oh, yes. I want to say that we were watching it during playing Pathfinder. I think we were too. And I was like. Troll, troll strong days. I was like, is he going to do this? And. Oh. Yeah. The moment we all, because I remember us all sitting there, and the moment he is lingering, we were like, uh oh. It's kind of like the uh, Randy Orton beating um, Scoring. Dan Dan, yeah, Dan Bryan. Um, we were like, there's too much time left. There's too much put time. Put the rider up. Put the put rider, rider up. <laughs> we were like, no. No, we're doing I've do never this. heard so many adults in a room have a goddamn panic attack. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I think that you know, and that, that I would be interested in hearing other people's Venn diagram of that, and if they see yeah. people that, you know, really put them on edge, as or are so captivating because they elicit that emotional response. Absolutely, um, jazz. Oh yeah, jazz, most definitely. And also so nice, like yeah, she's like this. so nice. But the, the moment, most generous person, yeah. The moment she had her shit on and she put game face on, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And she came out and just stared at us. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, so for that very reason, uh, in wrapping up the last three concepts, I have two, you have one. Uh, no, I did my two. Oh, no, you finished yours. Okay, so it's a, double, it's a double dose of, of, of dumbness for me then. Um, one of them is uh, a promo go-round which is like chat roulette, only promos. And so we have a certain number of people that are on and you spin the wheel and that's who you have to cut a promo on. You spin the wheel and make the deal? Yeah. Spin the wheel, do the deal. And no one kicks out of the deal when you do it right, baby. Um, so yeah, I would love to do that. I know that uh, Ricky and Jerry and a couple other people did some kind of wrestling themed uh, um kind of open mic before I would love 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 to see that especially since we have this opportunity here um to do I like that I like that idea I think it'd be fun um again to me to me again that's something more to facilitate not yeah oh yeah I ain't cutting promo on these guys uh I mean I'll do it but you know um yeah it might actually be funny for people to see us fail at that you know, like, I feel like I can cut a promo. I feel like you can too. I, but I mean, I like the idea of like average people, like other people in the wrestling thing, people that are retired podcast people, like actually having to come on. And uh, you know, I'm talking about Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, Hollywood. 
Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, but well, I think enough I would think that that would be super fun. Promo? See, promo. Promo. I think good. I think you're good. Um, uh, if you haven't watched that promo, who are you and do you even listen to the podcast? Um, PWG, Colt Cabana, El Generico. Are you children? <laughs> I piss in boot. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think so far everything's on the poll. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, these are we've been percolating a lot of these ideas for a while, and I think it's a matter of kind of having the time, the energy to do it. And energy's been low, you know. But I I think that in order to kind of keep things moving and to bring more people in and and to kind of hear from more voices and different just people's personalities, you know. I think like you said with the D and D, it's it's a great thing to be able to kind of get to know. Um, or kind of see people outside of what they normally do, but still kind of in their element, you know, things that doing things that they love. I think that's fun. Um, the other thing that uh, we've talked about, I think in the past, but I think would be really fun, similar to sending people the, um, the box would be to um, doing a short like cribs version, but it's just your wrestling memorabilia. Like, I think that that would be super fun. Cause that'd be fun for you because them. you've got a lot of wrestling memorabilia. What's that? I said it'd be super fun for you because you've got a rest, uh, an, like a wrestle room. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's in between rooms right now because my basement, but, um, but yeah, no, I, the, the podcast room at, at my house. Um, I think that it, it would be really cool. I know that there's a lot of wrestlers that have figure collections, they have belt collections, other things like that. I think something short like that, other kind of short media that would maybe be like a five minute thing where people could just tape a bunch of stuff and send it to us and we could, you know, edit it. Um, uh, I think idea. that the short, short media like that would be really, really fun. I like that. Uh, so far I'm down for all of this. Yeah. Uh, gotta, gotta be down because we want it all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the ideas, baby. Baby. Um, so we'll put up a poll and see, you know, kind of what, uh, what is most desirable, what people are interested in. I think that we let them vote for all of them, you know, so we can see like if there's interest in more of these, cause I, you know, I think it'd be good to be able to bring uh, other people in, you know, we have a, a pretty big group already, but I think that there's always room for some, some more voices. Um, I think it would be good because we have more ideas than we have people that'll probably vote. <laughs> Yes, this is a true story. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, maybe a little shorter episode than, than usual, but I think um, there's lots of delicious... Um, uh, I think there's a lot of delicious, delicious fun to be had um, with expanding the Iltern Radio family. Baby. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so for your turn radio, I'm the beard. I am your King Ginger. I'm not Justin McElroy, even though apparently we look similar. Uh so go out, watch some uh something that makes you happy. Uh say hello, check in with your wrestle friends, and ask what makes them happy. And uh I'm Thank you.